0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. Basically, it's about life in general with an emphasis on relationship. I have my friends come on the show, guests or family come on the show, and we basically kiki about whatever the subject is. It's pretty much no holds bar. People say what they want you know, in in a real, raw way. And, you know, it's really just for us to have open dialogue, people to be able to gain something from it. Like, yeah, sometimes we gonna laugh a lot, you know, but for the most part, I want you to learn something from it and, you know, grow from it. Take what I'm saying or the people I have on the show are talking about and just apply that to your life in some kind of way. And so um, today I have with me one of my high school friends, um, his name is Darren. Darren, you want to go ahead and say what's
1: up? Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Darren Hurd. Crystal and I, you know, work Park class of 06. <clears throat> I consider myself to be a sexual health and wellness advocate, especially for young men. I don't have any certifications or licenses, but I will say that your sexual self is very important and do all you can to be your best sexual self. Make wise decisions, take care of your body, and be respectful to your partner.
0: Yeah. So he gave y'all just a snippet of what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into all the nitty gritty, we're going to go ahead and talk about this Drink With cocoa this week. So the Drink With cocoa this week is recommended by Darren. And he chose a Patron Margarita. And I think that is a classic drink. You can pretty much go to any restaurant and request this. I know a lot of people drink the Patron. You know, Patron is not necessarily... Tequila in itself is not necessarily my thing, but I do like a good margarita. Um, Darren, you want to tell us why you chose this drink this week?
1: It's symbolic of my sexual journey because the first time I had it, was in college at Western Illinois University, and I had some experience that revolved around it, because I don't sound nights. Nice. Some were great, some were not so great. Some were fantastic moments, some were not fantastic moments, but I always remember having a Patron Margarita the night of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is fitting, because the conversation is based around sex today, and so, Like I said, I enjoy a good Patron margarita. It is something that I will order if I'm out and about. And Chili's actually has a really good Patron margarita. So I'll be sure to, if you've never made one yourself, I'll definitely, as always, um, at the ingredients into the show notes or show description so y'all go ahead and try that out if you do go ahead and hashtag drink with cocoa and then at kiki and with cocoa just so i can know y'all out here trying these drinks you know and we can promote the drinks as well so um thank you for recommending the patron margarita and so With that, we're going to go ahead and roll into the word on the street. And so word on the street is basically like just a little bit of pop culture just to give y'all a little tidbit of current information of what's going on. And so the first thing that we want to talk about is the movie Waiting to Exhale. So if you guys know anything about that movie, you also know that it was originally a book written by Terry McMillan. And... um. Waiting to Exhale, like, it is definitely a movie that I watch often. I think it is a tale of friendship between four women who all have some type of relationship issue, some type of insecurity about themselves that hinders them from having good or healthy relationships, but the reason I'm even bringing this up is because now it's being made into a TV show that is going to be directed by Lee Daniels. So as a man, what are your thoughts on the movie Waiting to Excel? Waiting to Excel
1: is a classic movie. I mean, it came out 25 years ago. Terry Miller's book came out, what, 28 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's still relevant. To today with black women. Like, yeah. They're catching hell in the family, <laughs> dating, relationships, and work life. And you see the man that they were dealing with just were not emotionally available. That's what I saw.
2: Yeah, uh, for sure.
1: Like Angela Bassett's, her character and her husband. Mm hmm. She, in that moment, she was spazzing out. She was Vincent. Because she realized she gave him all that she had only to find out that he didn't love her.
0: Yeah. And that that's tragic.
2: <laughs>
1: had kids the whole nine. Yeah. Sacrifice part of her life, right? Mm-hmm. To satisfy him. Yeah. to
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I don't want to psychoanalyze, but I have to say this. Sometimes women can make bad decisions in men. After seeing a warning sign. Now, yeah. if with somebody, I like to say, if you somebody, with somebody in, in six months, they're going to give you a warning sign about yourself. Oh, for sure. Now, what I've learned is to, hey, I know what I want this person to be like. I know the highlights of what I like about this person. hmm With regard some of the negative things that they do. Only because you yeah. want to pay attention to their highlights. Are they positive? You know, the warning signs are real serious. You got to catch them. And so if you don't, they
3: really, really, really hurt you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, it'll definitely come back to bite you in the ass. Like, if you... And hindsight is always twenty twenty. So, of mm-hmm. course, when you going through it, you like, damn, I seen this. You know what I'm saying? I seen this way back when, but you chose to ignore it. And mm-hmm. so the only defense I will say for Angela Bassett's character in this movie is that I believe maybe they met while they were really young.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe these red flags wouldn't be something that she wouldn't necessarily know. You know what I'm saying?
1: I understand. And I understand also with Black women, you all don't have the biggest pool of men to choose from. Like... Say that again not,
0: for the people in the
1: back, <laughs> the pickings are not all the way up, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you want somebody that's on your level and lives up to your standards of excellence and what you expect out of a man, no matter what it is, ooh, that field is not going to be hot. Yeah. So, like, Angela Bass's character and the women alike, hey, you know what? Where I'm at in life, this is the best choice for me right now.
3: Mm -hmm. Hopefully he
1: does what I like because from what that movie and black women in general, what I see is just this overall sense of like disappointment, I would say. Mm -hmm. Just be like, man, can he just give me what I want and I'll be okay. And it's just like, try to do anything you can in your power to show him what it is that you like. This is what I appreciate. This is what I'd like me to do. And for some reason, a lot of brothers, they just... Hard-headed. They just don't get it. And honestly, black men have been trained to be that way.
2: Yeah.
1: Emotional. Not able to resolve issues. Mm -hmm. Being willing to just get up and walk away from our problems without having to settle them. Uh, Making light out of everything. You know, how many times a black man has told you, why you tripping? Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: I'm tripping cause your ass ain't listening.
1: <laughs> so, it's almost like, the system has been created to uh, get the designs that it wants. Now, from a masculine perspective, it's gonna take some deep personal work to overcome that training.
2: Yeah.
1: I have to learn to be more emotionally open. I have to mm-hmm. learn to like, not be so quick to, I guess, try to dominate a conversation rather. Than yeah. Shut up and listen. And most importantly, you don't always have to be right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Your voice is not louder than her voice.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what the small stuff. Because if yeah. something is important to her, it's going to be important to her, and it's never not going to be important to her. So don't try to change her saying something. You're right, lose your battles. You don't have to win every argument. Mm-hmm. Those are some things I learned. Yeah. But, um. Back to the movie though. Mm-hmm. Like, black like women in real life, how often do you see them opening up to their friends, right? Yeah. But not opening up to their man.
0: Yeah, they, this is true.
1: Because, from my experience, I'm not trying to lean on my own understanding, it seems like you all trying to code switch, which we all do, between your friends versus with your man. Yeah. Like you all say stuff to your friends and they miss stuff to your uh, friends that you will never say in front of your man.
0: Yeah. Never. Like I know, I'd have been caught in the caught saying some crazy at. Like I could knock his ass out, <laughs> and then he'd be like, "What?" You know, like he didn't piss me off so bad. Like I could really just knock him out.
1: Or oh, just admitting some things to him.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't let him find out the hard way.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: he'll
0: be mad. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely learned the hard way as far as you know, venting to my friends and then not like, of course I would have no problem with bringing the situation at hand to him, but maybe I'm not going to say it to him the same way I'm saying it to my friend. You know what I'm saying? But if he catch wind that I didn't have this conversation with my friends, then it's just like, Oh, so now you talking about me behind my back versus talking to me.
1: Thank you. Thank you, and you know what? We know we've been talking about us behind our backs because when we come across your friends,
3: y'all mm-hmm. give us
1: side eye. <laughs> you, know, you know it, because when you come in a room or something, and they look at you like, I'm that, like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Look
2: at his. Uh, as far is. as the
1: the reboot goes, y'all yeah. like, see. I'm not no scriptwriter or anything. Um, Spike Lee did this with She's Gotta Happen when they did the reboot on Netflix.
0: And I love that show. I was disappointed <laughs> that they canceled
1: it. I got some thoughts about why they canceled it, but mm-hmm. um, they put in the aspect of NOLA going to counseling. Yeah. And how important that is for mental health in our community.
2: Yeah. I love
1: mm-hmm. that. I hope that Lee Daniels implements that into the reboot of Waiting to Accept. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, looking back at the movie, the issue was those who were trying to handle those issues themselves.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And sometimes you can't...
0: You can't lean on your own understanding.
1: You gotta get some help, especially what's going on upstairs and in your heart.
0: Now, what I will say is there was a second book, like a sequel to the first book. So I feel like they already have some type of background as to maybe what the outline should be for the show you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so because i've i've read the second book as well oh. and um i do if i recall because it's been a long time it's been over 10 years since i read that book but i do think that there was some therapy going on in that book
1: because <laughs> when you black you gonna need it i mean we all need it, no matter race but yeah you black you're out here dating in in relationships. You got to think about, I think about it this way. Before I met you, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, we, like, 32, 33 years old. Yeah. You have gone through some intense sexual sexual trauma in your life. Yeah. As a black woman. Mm-hmm. That's without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So it would be helpful to know, hey, I've been through this. I've gotten over it. I'm gonna make sure that it doesn't come up in this situation.
0: Yeah.
1: Or uh, between you and I.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that um mental health plays a big part in dating. Um and I think because I think now it's becoming less of a stigma to be black and have a therapist, but there was a time where I think that Black people definitely strayed away from it. And it was just like, we don't go to therapy. We go to church.
1: And <laughs> think about the conversation you and I were having before we recorded with our parents. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I didn't really hear a lot of Black parents talk about going to counseling. Nah, nah, definitely didn't. Oh, they said the belt was our counselor or something <laughs> like that. To, <laughs> a belt. Hey, you
0: better go to church and give it to God.
1: Right, that's that's <laughs> I understand your point, you know, seek God in all things. However, yeah. a mental health professional can really help unclog and get through some of that stress and trauma yeah. inside your mind.
0: And I kind of feel like, you know, of course, therapy is not religion-based if you're going to a regular mental health therapist versus, like, maybe going to a, like, your pastor or a counselor at the church. Um... What I will say is that because you have morals and, of course, religion is your foundation, you can apply some of those concepts to, you know, actual psychology or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, like, I, I mean, I've been in therapy for some time. And oh. I think that, um, you, like I said, just having morals and having a foundation built in church, like, it just makes sense. Be mm-hmm. equally yoked. Be with somebody that you know how to communicate with, that you gel well with, that you mesh well with. Like, it's the same concept, just said differently.
3: Mm.
0: You know? Um, so, I definitely think, like, don't be afraid to to go to therapy if you find yourself in need of going to therapy.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I needed it. <laughs> I've been going to therapy people about going on five years off and on
0: yes same it's been about <laughs> four and a half years for me
1: hmm. and the mm-hmm. only thing i wish i wish i would have started earlier i did start back in college when i was going to do some real intense like sexual issues mm-hmm. but i chose to stop And yeah. part of it was religious. but the other part of it was so ego driven like the counselor wasn't black so i was thinking you know this person ain't gonna understand me because i'm you know, I'm black, they don't know nothing, but that was ignorant of me. Mm-hmm. So you know. So,
0: now me, like, honestly, my therapist is not black.
3: Okay. But
0: he has been he is a, a white male, but he has been, been very uh helpful to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and um no, I don't I don't think he can um he can sympathize as far as, like, I understand what it's like to grow up in a Black household or, you know, just the different dynamics of being Black. But I think when you're open to the idea of therapy, the your therapist race has nothing to do with what you're there to do.
1: Mm-mm. It's uh, Hearts and minds. Hearts mm-hmm. and
2: minds. Yeah.
1: All got heart. Y'all got the mind. I feel like whenever two human beings interact there is some type of connection there yeah may not have to be so racially ingrained because we are black so we mm-hmm. are highly highly sensitive to any type of um sexual i mean excuse me racial dynamic that's going on right without the heart and mind there is some type of connection there
0: mm-hmm. yeah and so now now what i will say is if you need a therapist. <laughs> definitely find one that maybe has some of the same values as mm. you. Like I said, my therapist is not black, but he has some of the same values that I believe in. So I don't feel like he's trying to derail my morality.
3: Mm. Mm.
1: mm. Now that you mention it, that first um counsel that I had, that person did somewhat derail my morality. I wasn't it. But at the time, I could have spoke up
3: and said yeah. something about that,
1: mm-hmm. but I tried not to. And I went back into a shell. So if anybody ever goes through that, if you got something to speak up on about your counselor, please do so.
0: Yeah.
1: So if and if word, you,
0: and it's okay if you find like that that's not the therapist for you, don't give up on therapy. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's it's other other therapists out there that you can access. You know what I'm saying? So just because that one may not be right for you don't mean that you can't find one that's right for you.
1: It's like dating. Just because you go out on a date with somebody and that one person didn't work out doesn't mean that you can't keep going out on other dates with other people. If yeah. Somebody for you. Exactly. If you, search, you shall fire, as they say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely agree that therapy should definitely be built into the the script or the storylines. Because if you look at some of the situations that they were going through, like, you would know, like, mental health is definitely a struggle.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially um, Whitney Houston's character. I don't remember her name. Savannah. Savannah, yeah. <laughs> she was 35. Single, and that clock was ticking, Mm -hmm. and she was feeling that, yeah. Even though she had a good relationship with her mom, Mm -hmm. you know, she opened up to her mom about it like, I'm
2: 35,
1: like, no family and no man, yeah. That's not a healthy situation to be in. I'm just gonna keep it 100, yeah. To this day, how often do you see and you meet black women attractive? Educated, mm-hmm. working, healthy, mm-hmm. they still have this hole in their life. Yeah. In their relationships. So when Lee Daniels comes to this show, it, it's still gonna be real. Yeah. It's be real. And I've come across black women like that. hmm And it's just
3: like, ooh.
0: I think Lee Daniels is definitely gonna be able to tap into each character's personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And bring us what we need to see, like the growth. that, Because we don't necessarily know what time frame we're going to reach these people in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, of course, like you mentioned, the movie is 25 years old, which took place in, say, the early 90s, mid-90s. But I will say the book, I think the book is maybe like 10 or so maybe 15 years down the road in this, in the second book. And cause if you recall, Lila um character finds out that she's pregnant at the, the end of the movie. It, mm. I think it kind of alludes to her being pregnant. Um, but in the second book, she has a child, you mm. know what I'm saying? And this child is a teenager. So mm. we don't know if they are going to pick up right from where the movie left off. Or if they're going to, you know, take us to where the second book picks up at. But I definitely think that um, seeing that that growth is going to be important. And I think Lee Daniels is going to be the person that, that shows us that picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, also, I want to see just as a fan of like this type of stuff, mm-hmm. kind of go to the back history of some of these men that they were dating. What did they go through? What did they witness yeah. that caused them or that influenced their behavior? Like, mm-hmm. what will cause that man to walk out on his family? Yeah. What did he go through? Did Did his father do that to him? Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it will help. It would be healthy to see some of that balance that goes on because yeah. I know, you know the target audience of the show is going to be really? black women, probably ages fifteen to forty-nine. Urban black yeah. women, you know, educated and all that, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, just from a masculine perspective, it would be nice to see that.
0: Yeah, it it would be, and I definitely, I feel like when you tend to do reboots or you know stuff like this, like it is prime time to to go deeper into those stories. Right. And so, seeing like she's got to have it, for instance, like I've seen the original movie. You know, and then I watched the TV series. And I feel like it gave me more into her character, you know, as far as why she was the way she was. And so, if you, like, you know, you have people that like, that's like, oh, I'm a movie buff, you know, whatever. Like, I'm a movie, I mean a TV person. Because I feel like I like to know the storyline. I like the character to be, you know, to build up that character's personality. Because when you watch movies, you get two hours max depending on the movie but typically two hours max to to learn about this one person and it's just like dang i wish i could see the rest of it or i wonder what made them like this you know what i'm saying so for me i prefer tv over movies because you get more character um more character building from it
1: right you get to learn the character you know yeah development standpoint and the backstory
0: Mm mm-hmm Yeah. So I definitely think that, as you mentioned, like showing the backstory of these men would be helpful as well. And even if it's just maybe not the men that was in the movie that we're building a character off of, but maybe there's a new man in their life. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, well, what makes this man this way?
1: Mm. And how did they meet?
0: Right.
1: How they met has a big influence
0: mm-hmm.
1: they met at work did they meet on online dating yeah. you know you meet this woman just out on the street grocery store mm-hmm. like what caused that choice you know what i mean yeah this man's life and shed his life with this man mm-hmm. Both, uh, heavy decisions yeah must be shown so relationships yeah. don't just pop out of thin air
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of times you know I guess from a biological standpoint, we all want a healthy mate, right?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. That's just our natural human instinct. But just from a personal standpoint, you got to answer that question. What did he have or what was it about him that caused you that wanted to be with him? Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are some serious questions to ask in a relationship. But now that we're talking, I'm thinking about it, that, yo, probably the next relationship I enter into, I know for sure I'm getting marriage counseling.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. We getting counseling. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we send it all out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think it definitely sounds like you and I both are anticipating to see what this TV show is going to be. What new information are we possibly going to learn from this show? So I'm really excited to see this movie be turned into a TV show it make me wonder like what network is it going to be on? Is it going to be on Netflix? Like, is it going to be on ABC? You know, that makes like, a
1: difference too. A difference too exactly. in the you know, yeah. ABC is not going to show you the type of content that Netflix will. Right. So, Cause on
0: Netflix, you're going to get that real, real.
3: <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair all.
0: Yeah. So I, I would definitely like to see, um, what network is chosen because i feel like depending on what network is gonna depend on the level of content that we get as well so i'm excited to see what that show is gonna bring us what it's gonna be like who they gonna get to play what characters you know like it's i think it's gonna be dope
1: yeah it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be successful
0: yeah So in other news, let's, let's get into some more ratchetry. So, (laughs) so I have talked about, uh, Ari Fletcher before I haven't necessarily talked about G Herbo, which is her baby daddy. And they are both from Chicago. Mm -hmm. And, um, so basically, like I said, G Herbo is Ari Fletcher's baby daddy and he is dating Taina which is fabulous, Fabulous's stepdaughter and mm-hmm. Emily B, if you are familiar with love and hip hop, but Emily B's daughter from a previous relationship. And so I guess there was a photo taken um, with Taina and Aerie's son. And I guess she was asking a photographer to remove the photo because she, um, she didn't want her son photographed with, that woman and so of course you know the internet so social media is like well why wouldn't you want why wouldn't you want them pictured together apparently his father is in a committed relationship with this person or at least a serious relationship anyway um why wouldn't you and she went on to say that it was because I guess Taina has told her like the son don't like her so she's just like, okay, don't post pictures of my son with that woman. And I know he don't like her. Because honestly, she can't control who her baby daddy is in a relationship with. But I think definitely boundaries need to be set, especially if the child don't necessarily get along well with the, the new person.
1: Well, you know, this shows family dynamic. And a mother is going to always look out for her child. Right. That's number one. That's just unstoppable force. A mother will mm-hmm. protect her baby.
2: Yeah.
1: So it seemed like uh, Ari was alarmed when she saw that.
2: Yeah.
1: And she kind of probably just vented right there on social media, like, get that, get my baby away from that woman right now type of thing. Yeah. Name. And with all respect, you got to respect that. Right. You don't bring your child around anybody hmm. But no child does not, uh, especially an infant, does not want to be around somebody. You have to respect how that child feels. Right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, social media conduct is a big deal, especially <laughs> for us. Especially us in black community. We just say whatever we feel on social media. Yeah. We'll just do it. You know, Ari could have had that a little bit better. Sent a DM. Yeah. Text, but maybe that was her way. Of protecting her child. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Birth this out on social media. Everybody knows.
0: Right. Versus like just sending him a private message right. and maybe him not removing the picture or understanding right. the severity of the situation.
1: Now, they're responsible from now on about what goes on with that child. Right. You don't play with the baby's life.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Don't play with how a baby feels.
0: Yeah. So, so she, me and my mother actually just had a conversation like about her dating you know when my brother and I were young and so uh, my parents did separate at a point in my life and I knew that both of my parents dated but you know they didn't bring a lot of people around us because I think that's important like unless you are serious with somebody I don't think children should be meeting people that you dating or whatever Right. And, um, you know, my mother, you know, she said, she was like, I felt it was important to, you know, like, yeah, if I was serious about someone, you all knew about them, but I didn't feel like y'all needed to be around this person all the time. Because when it, when it, when, when it was all said and done, my mother was like, y'all had a dad, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I didn't want nobody else to come in and feel like they needed to be y'all dad because that wasn't the case. Mm. You know, so that was my mother's reason for being like, she didn't feel like we needed to meet anybody that she was not serious with. And I think it sets a precedence, you know, when it comes to how children see their parents. You know, um, if you constantly bring in a lot of people around your kids, then it's like, you know, this is normal. You know, for right. me to, to date all these people or whatever the case may be, you um, and you're not really teaching them, like, what a healthy relationship looks like.
1: Mm. And there goes another thing, too. Like, even though that baby is, what, one years old? Uh,
0: maybe a little older.
1: But, but it's still an infant. Yeah, yeah. And it's still in a learning stage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, yo, this is what motherhood looks like. This is what fatherhood looks like. This is what I can do around a toddler. This
3: mm-hmm. is what
1: bring around me. So... You know that child is going through a real intense learning process, and you mm-hmm. just do anything and everything around that child. Yeah, supposed to just have anybody have access to that baby too. Yeah. So, you know, Aries got a good point. Like, especially don't put that stuff all around the internet for yeah. everybody to see. What I can't. Questions to her. Mm-hmm.
0: So what I can say is, you know, honestly, I feel sorry for these kids who got, you know, parents that's in the limelight like this, because, you know, their parents doing what they do on social media. And it's like, you know, you get old enough, like these are things that you're going to see at some point, you know, it's how permanent. your parents be acting and showing out.
1: Right. It's permanent. Once it's out there, it's out there. hmm yeah, yeah, you really gotta watch how you conduct yourself. I'm not a parent, but...
2: Yeah, me neither.
1: I, I do say, I do notice, like, who's a parent and who's really aware of how they conduct themselves on social media versus mm-hmm. just don't care.
0: Yeah. 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 And so, but I I don't think she was wrong for what the action that she took to ask she this person to take the picture down. Hmm? She's protecting her child. yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it should. I mean, I think you can't control what the paparazzi or whoever these or random people because everybody got a phone so everybody can take a picture, you know, wherever they are. So it's like you can't necessarily control, you know, what outside forces are doing. But definitely within that family unit, you know, making it clear, like, you know, I don't want my son being pictured you know, with y'all or with this other woman, you know, whatever, especially because they don't have that relationship that right. says, you know, like, I'm his step-parent, we family, you know, whatever.
2: Yeah. There's a lot about
1: relationships, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And how we have to monetize relationships.
0: So yeah.
1: We do, how we respond. So.
0: Mm-hmm. But then you, I think also you have to take into consideration is that um I feel like G. Herbo, Ari, and Taina, they all in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this like maybe common sense or you know, just how they operate might not be something that they know. Like they literally just learning as they go.
1: They are. Granted, they are you know, just becoming adults. Mm-hmm. They learning and they might have some slip ups and they just making sure that you know hey we're gonna be all right i do see all three of them having a good resolution to this though
0: oh yeah for sure because it's it seemed like honestly it seems like g herbo and tyena are very serious um they've been together for quite some time Mm -hmm. so um yeah i think i think now that Ari has moved on Mm-hmm. they can have a healthy relationship with each other and work on building a healthy relationship within their unit.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm not too uh, well-versed in today's new hip-hop scene, but uh, as I remember, Aries with Money Bag, yo, now, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right,
1: because that was a video he had to lay back and all that, and it was going wild. Yeah. Okay, all right. I get kind of lost
3: up in these love, so...
0: I mean, it'd be so much going on. I'd be like, I can't keep up people. <laughs> like, it'd be stuff that I want to talk about, but then sometimes I'd be like, it's just too much backstory to get into to talk about this. Or sometimes I'd be confused about what the story is, and I'd just be like, yeah, I, I can't talk about this. <laughs> be, it seemed like a real live soap opera. Like, Yeah. Like, you know, all
1: my children comes to real life hip hop. <laughs> keep on these love circles and this everlasting drama, but hey, drama piques interest, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: yeah. Drama peaks interest.
0: So, I, I honestly think that there will be some type of resolution to this. Um, and like I said, I think now that Aerie has moved on, has her own relationship, um, they can build a good relationship between the three of them, and especially mm-hmm. when it comes to G. Herbo and Aries' kid, you know, and how they parent that child and, you know, how how much these other spouses are involved in them kids' life.
1: Well, you form relationships with it does have an influence over your life. It does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
0: So, that is going to wrap it up for the Word on the Street. Hey guys, so I know you are listening to an episode right now, but just a reminder, tune in every Wednesday at 12 a.m. Central to hear the newest episode, and even if you're not awake at that time, on your commute on Wednesday, you get to kiki with Coco, and it's hump day, so you're probably already ready for the weekend to start, so tune in today, drink with Coco. Get you an idea for your people on the weekend so y'all can turn up. So, listen, drink, and be merry. And now we're going to move into the hot cup of cocoa. So, as you heard, Darren is a sexual health and wellness advocate, which is why he is here today. I feel that you know, sex has been such a, one of those topics that as children is not something that our parents necessarily talk to us about. I know I got, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and I know as a black woman, a lot of things have been, oh, you don't do that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be. And so, and I think men fall into that same realm as what is acceptable and what's not acceptable sexually. And so Darren is here to kind of talk to us about his journey, um, his sexual journey and, you know, how he has worked on being comfortable um, in the things that he likes. And I think we can all learn a bit from his experience and, you know, hopefully, taking this and being able to apply that to, to, to our own sexual lives. So, um, you know, the, the topic that we chose was becoming sexually whole. So what does sexually whole mean? All right,
1: I'm going to say that sexually whole means something different to each person because of mm-hmm. your sexuality. Yeah. There's not no real true definition to it. Just to give you a glimpse of it, for me, is being at peace and being a center with everything about your sexuality, Mm -hmm. your identity, your orientation, what you like, what you're attracted to, your romantic style, your love language, your apology style, and who you like to be around. You know, for a while, for a very, very long time in my life, I struggled with my sexuality. I could always feel this level of stress about it in my mind, my heart, and in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in kind of like a religious setting
2: mm-hmm. and
1: sexuality was very strict. Yeah. Okay, talk about it, but if we catch you doing something, you wrong for that. There's mm-hmm. a feeling of like you're sinning or you're being lustful because you engage some type of uh, sexual activity or yeah. because you like somebody and you think of sexual ways that you're wrong. Or if you do anything outside of their strict value system, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So maybe I received it the wrong way, but I just wasn't feeling it. So- I
0: don't think you received it the wrong way, really, just, Thank you. huh? Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I definitely don't think you received it the wrong way. I think that um, most of us do gr- come from a religious background. For me, sex was not um, portrayed as it's a sin. It didn't come from a religious standpoint. It Mm -hmm. came from a don't just don't do it until you marry. You know. Um you know, so huh? Which is which has some uh it it has religious
1: it it has some that has some value because we talk about DDs and things like that. But how many people get into marriages and they partners do them foul. Okay. Facts. Also, (laughs) when you don't do anything before you're married, think about how you have a low sexual learning curve. You can't represent somebody what somebody's up to. You can't, you don't really have any type of, like,
2: experience
1: experiences, (laughs) right? Yeah. You want to have sexual wisdom, Mm -hmm. sexual experiences for you to know about it. It's no different than anything else, whether it's playing sports, working on cars, dancing, conducting business, you know, I understand the value of sexual repression and where, if you don't engage in any type of sexual activity you won't get an std you won't have a bad relationship don't do anything foul but your sexual learning curve is so low that you don't even really know yourself yeah so one thing one issue that i have with the church is that you all are trying to control me so much you say it's out of place out of love but i can't be myself Mm-hmm. And I throw in this advent of you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for Jesus and all that, which has value, but yet, and still, this is my sexuality. Yeah, I don't want to sound se- selfish, but this is my sexuality. You
0: mm-hmm. don't have to like it, you don't have I, to like it. nothing about my approach. I feel like, nothing, like, nothing about how I do things. Sex like should be it. an enjoyable experience, and what you and what makes it an enjoyable experience is feeling like you can be open about what it is that you like with the person that you're, you know, engaging in this activity with. So I know for me personally, like I said, it's a lot of things that it's just like, oh, Black women don't do that. You know what I'm saying? And so you just be like, uh, I don't do that. You know, Who like. Creates
1: that? Who creates that like standards of sexuality for black women and black men. Like, who says, like, this is not something black men do? Like, for yeah. example, contacting your, your peace spot.
3: Mm-hmm. Who
1: says, like, man, black men don't do that? Or what about being able to just cry? Yeah. Or who says black men don't do that? Like, who creates these standards of sexual conduct that say, you know, what's right and what's wrong? Now, I will say this. For any young person out there that's dealing with somebody, whether it's a family member or a friend, even a romantic partner that's making you feel guilty or ashamed of your sexuality, and your sexual value system, you may need to get rid of that person out your life because they're not doing nothing but stalling your growth. And I mm-hmm. had to do it with a family member. I've had to do it with friends, business associates, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Your sexuality is so important to you. Yeah. So don't give away a piece of yourself to make somebody else happy. Because
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you do that, you're only hurting yourself. That's where the sexual frustration comes from. That's where the sexual stress comes from. You know, I'm not trying to justify what some of these people do, but in the homosexual community, they have a high rate of suicide. Mm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Because they deal with so many people that try to shame them about their sexuality.
2: Yeah. That
1: they'll take themselves out. And the person that was shaming them is just going to keep on going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you got to be aware of who you allow in your sexual space.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I'm open about my sexuality on Facebook and Things that I discuss from a straight black man's perspective. and Anytime I get shamed for it, you go.
2: <laughs> Good for day. Else.
1: Right. You have a seat. Take your negative energy somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to have it. It's like you got to guard your space. The yeah. same way. Uh, what's the young lady's name? Aerie? Ari, yeah. Is guarding her baby? That's the same way you need to guard your
0: sexuality.
1: hmm I'm open with it. But best believe I have a guard up about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just is what it is. I've missed out on job opportunities. Missed out on price and business relationships. But you know what? I'm sexually whole. And I'm not going to trade, basically trade in my soul, sell my soul to make somebody else happy. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to work. And we don't talk about this issue in the black church. No. We do talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> they push the idea of sexual purity they push the idea of sexual innocence. But how often do we see those very same people in the Black church getting involved in sexual activities outside their violence system?
0: Yeah. So I so for me personally, I know that, you know, the pastor of the well,
1: church... Now, be real, be real. <laughs>
0: no no I'm I'm about to be real so like the pastor at the church or whatever like Mm -hmm. typically it's a it's a married man you know whatever but then you always hear sometimes like it just rumors in the church the pastor messing around with this woman in the church or you know whatever and um I feel like you know it's a man you know he is not God he is just a man who has chosen to live his life in a holy way. And sometimes the flesh just, I guess, overtake that, that vow or, you know, the, whatever it is that they do to say, I'm gonna live this life, you know, and do I look at them differently when I find out that they not living a godly life? Yes. Um, I had a friend who dated a, a pastor before, and they did go on to get married. But prior to them getting married, they was having premarital sex, and I'm like, hmm. I don't know if I could follow a man like that. Like you probably <laughs> preaching to everybody else, wait until you marry, but then you go home with old girl, and y'all having we don't know what kind of sex y'all having, but y'all having sex,
1: right? <laughs> now, what does that say about all of us as human beings? in some way, shape or form, we, we, all have, we all have some type of interest in sex, no matter yeah. your orientation, no matter your, you know, approach to life, no matter your lifestyle, we all have some interest in sex. So do not be shocked or do not like just go berserk over anything that you may see. My dating life back then to where it is now has changed. I'm still single, by the way, ladies.
0: <laughs> Shameless plug, yeah.
1: <laughs> but what i noticed is that back then you know i dated a lot of women who weren't sexually centered themselves
3: Mm -hmm. so
1: they had to be sexual in a very like indirect roundabout this isn't what it feels like is type of way and Mm -hmm. we would always have some type of clash versus now that i've become sexually whole and sexually centered through that whole process i've been meeting more women who have been more open about sexuality that's not mm-hmm. slut-shaming, okay? Words of the wise, just because a woman has a lot of wisdom about sex and she has a lot of sexual experiences does not mean she's a slut, okay? She just happens to have a high-sex drive and sexual wisdom that comes with that. And mm-hmm. that's okay.
0: Yeah. So what I think... So I think a lot more women are becoming open to certain sexual activities because as we mentioned, like, these are topics that we are open to talk about now. And so for me personally, I know there is a podcast that I listen to called Horrible Decisions. And the first part of horrible is whore, like W-H-O-R-E. And that show be having me cracking up, but you learn so much from this show. but Like, mm-hmm. they have people come on the show, sex workers, like, anything to deal with sex. Like, they have people come on the show and talk about whatever the topic is, you know, surrounding sex. And so I've learned so much from this show. Like, yeah, they do some things. I would be like, what? Like, what? Like, that's all I got. And then in some things, I would be like, that don't sound too bad. You know, like, I could be open to that. So, and I think with maturity, being able to have these conversations surrounding sex is what's opening people—you know—opening people up to be like, I'm more open to doing other things. Now, I'll mm-hmm. tell anybody, I don't do a lot of stuff, but I think with the the right person, you know what I'm saying, you could be open to trying things.
1: It sounds like you focus on trust and comfort.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pardon. Yeah, about this before we were talking about some things our partners have done to us, and Mm -hmm. what it did, it broke our trust. You know, trust is a big thing, comfort is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Any young man listening, you dating a woman, she has to trust you and feel comfortable around you. If she does not feel safe and secure in your space, she's not going to move forward. Yeah, the teachable moment of that is that you need to learn as much as you can about her Mm personhood, what she's been through what she's looking forward to now, what makes her smile, what makes her frown, what makes her happy, what makes her sad, what keeps her motivated to be around you all that.
0: Yeah. Facts. I I feel like, like you said, trust and comfort is key, especially when you want to introduce something new to somebody. Like, and communicate prior to. Don't just do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you will maybe turn that person all the way off. So I would definitely say have a conversation. If you know it's something that you like and you want to introduce that and see your relationship, like have a conversation about it. I think that is the best way to, mm-hmm. to experience the things that you like with somebody else um, and get the, the ultimate satisfaction from it because you've allowed that person to process what it is that you're asking them to do. You've given them some time to kind of just you know, I, I really think it just come down to that level of comfort. You know what I'm saying? You've given them time to get comfortable with the idea of it. You know, versus just doing it and that person is looking like, what just happened? I like,
1: struggle.
0: I, I struggle don't like that. that.
1: <laughs> because I have a direct approach. So I could just jump straight into something and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of women are not like that. Most women are not like that. So you have to do... Use a very subtle or I a mean, very, you know, elegant emotional check-in with the woman. How does this feel? What do you think about this? Something like that. Because to just do something with somebody, well, no matter what it is—whether you're taking them someplace, whether you're doing something at home, whether you're talking about something—the emotional check-in is very key. Yeah. If somebody doesn't feel comfortable, they're gonna let you know it. But you gotta recognize that this person doesn't feel comfortable. When you don't do an emotional check-in, that's a automatic turn off. Yeah. You're not gonna like
0: it. You might, that not might
1: even be me. me. <laughs> what you say?
0: <laughs> you might not hear from me no more.
1: <laughs> hear from that person no more. Or they might do something to get you
0: back. <laughs> you know? I have heard some people be like, if you do it to me, can I do it to you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So a lot of times when you dating women, you get out what you put in. So you have to be very aware of your sexual diet. Which I'm going to tap into something about becoming sexually whole. And I want a lot of young men and women to hear this too, but that young men need to hear this about putting down pornography. Because as much as you may like what you see on Pornhub, fake videos, you porn, and things like that, that's not real. That's not how it is. It's like watching an action movie and learning how to drive. That's not what it really is. Like, <laughs> trying to take pornography and turn it into real life a lot of times it's going to be a disaster because what you what you're doing is that you're really objectifying sex as of what you see on screen and you're not building any type of romantic or loving chemistry into sex it's a lot of women that watch pornography like we know that Mm -hmm. but actual act of dating and being romantic with a woman is not what you see on Pornhub and X-Videos. And one of the things that's key to that is because a lot of young men have trained their mind, heart, and their penis to respond real life to what they see on the online porn scene. And that's just not real because you really train your brain. Each time you masturbate and you reach a climax and you orgasm, you have trained your mind, heart, And penis to respond sexually to something that's not real, and desensitize yourself. Mm. Real sex, yeah. Real. You desensitize yourself to it. So when you do something that you saw Wesley Pipes or somebody like that do on on screen, and you bring it into real life, it probably won't work because she's gonna feel as if she's not being loved or she's not being, you know, filled with pleasure. She's probably going to feel like she's being objectified like an item. Yeah. And women are really key in on their senses. A lot of times when a woman is in bed with you or a woman is dating you, she can see so much about yourself that you didn't even think that was possible. The woman that you date can see all your blind spots. Mm. All of them. So because, you know, when women date, they go from the outside in. And they move very slow. They can read you in full details about what you're about from the day that you walk into the room. They can pick up on your sense. A lot of men may not know this type of stuff. I had to learn the hard way, so <laughs> that's what I'm trying to. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but you know, watching all that pornography and training your mind, body, and penis to, and your heart to training your Yourself to respond sexually to that and try to bring that into real life probably is a no go. There's different ways to kind of engage it. Like, I'm not trying here to say, you know, put down pornography and you're a bad person, you're a pervert if you watch porn and all that. I'm not going to do all that finger waving. But you got to look at the long term impact mm-hmm. of how beating off the flicks impacts you and your relationships with women. Yeah. Now that takes self reflection. Mm. So, you, what, have you ever like been in an experience with a man who was influenced by pornography and tried to do things to you based on what he saw on screen or things like that?
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, common. You know what okay. I'm saying? That that guys act off what they see on porn. And so on the podcast that I listened to, The Horrible Decisions, they've had female porn stars you know come on the show and you know some of those reactions that you see those women do is not real right square that for instance there are women who can do it but sometimes they like yeah they just push some water up there real fast and you know what i'm saying and it's just like you just square that water up your vagina right (laughs) to to give off these you know, give off this visual that women is really doing that. And mm-hmm. so it's a lot of men that's like, I want to make you squirt. I want to make you squirt. And it's just like, <laughs> bro, why is that the goal?
1: <laughs> because of what he saw on, the, on his online screen. Or on Sometimes his
0: that is not pleasurable.
1: <laughs> and it's not real. And it may, and it take, I I I'm have to say this, it's going to take more than five minutes for her to do that.
3: Like exactly.
1: He, you know, that pornography and all that instant gratification mm-hmm. and that pound, 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 cum shot, oh, this was such a pleasing moment. That's not real. That's it's not. <laughs> That's just fake, bro. Like, you know, I would try to say learn as you go and don't be influenced by stuff that you see on screen.
0: But I definitely think that conversation needs to happen because there are some women who like that kind of sex you know what i'm saying and there are some women who don't but i would say have the conversation put it out there as to what it is that you're into you know what i'm saying and allow that person the opportunity to say yay or nay i can do this or i can't do that i said Mm -hmm. because long term she may try and do what it is that you asking for but long term maybe that's not satisfying to her you know what i'm saying and i Thank think having in a relationship sex is important you know what i'm saying and you know as much as people want to say it's not all about sex it's not all about sex sex can make or break a relationship
2: true
1: you have to give somebody what they want
0: mm-hmm.
1: now you know you have to give somebody what they want i see And I've learned and I've met women who give so much of themselves to a man that they wind up hurting themselves. Ladies, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, yo, I'm not feeling that idea. Yeah. You know, it's okay to say, hey, you know, not tonight. Or, you know what I mean? Like, can we, can you slow down? Like, you don't have to hurt yourself. Literally, you don't have to break your back. (laughs) <laughs> Literally, <laughs> somebody happy, and if yeah. a man is a loving man and he's understanding and he respects you, you' gonna be okay with that. A lot of young women, even we gonna go back to waiting the XL, they sell themselves short from a lack of self love and not putting up their boundaries for a man who gave them a warning sign in the first place who does mm-hmm. not love them.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: That's just keeping it real.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Don't women give so much of themselves to these men that they don't realize you walking into an abusive relationship. Abuse is more than just domestic abuse. It's more than just giving a woman a black eye or swollen her lips or beating her up. Abuse can be uh, mental. Abuse can be emotional. Okay. Abuse Mm -hmm. can be financial. All those ways. So you got to learn to love yourself or anything else.
0: Yeah. For
2: real. And yeah.
1: that just goes beyond the aspect of sex.
0: For sure. I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to, to want to do things for your partner, but I definitely think it's important for you to understand and know yourself as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because once you do, then, of course, it allows you to be more open with your sexuality. It allows you to be what you need to be for your spouse
2: mm. and
0: hopefully the person that you choose as a spouse is in that same place to be able to reciprocate what mm. it is that you're putting out there. And so um th- those red flags like I think I talk about this a lot on the show is just paying attention to those red flags. You know mm. what I'm saying? I've had men like I told you it's it's things I don't do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But with the right person I could probably be open to it, but I've had men approach me and be like, "I bet you gonna do this," and then you you talking to me like this is just like I'm not doing shit. <laughs> like you got, you got the right it, motherfucker today.
1: It's the tone that you give back. Now we talk about like what we don't do. Now going into this, I know that yo, I want to be sexually satisfied.
3: Mm-hmm. That
1: when i in a relationship with a woman. I need to be excited about you. <laughs> I need to be excited about you when I think about you, when I hear your voice, when I see you, when we out together. I need to just feel excited. So, I mean, I'm not saying there's, like, a job for you to do, but there's some responsibility for you to keep yourself up, to keep yourself right. And for a man, too. I can't be walking around looking, smelling, and dressing any kind of way. I can't be off my square. I can't be like, yeah, I don't feel like protecting her tonight. No, I got a job to do. Mm-hmm. If I want this woman to keep coming back to me, I got to do what it takes. And that's the way the game is. I hear a lot of men complaining about women's standards and like, oh, man, how come I got to have A, B, and C? What well, then, man, bro, you got to step your game up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't feel sorry for no man, for real, none.
0: Yeah. But I feel like in, in this instance, I understand, like, you got to – you know, in tight, like, especially after you've been together for a while, you have to make sure that your mate is still attracted to you. But I also think that men need to take into consideration like women go through phases or their bodies go through phases where sometimes they don't allow them to be as physically appeasing to the eyes they once were. You know what I'm saying? But I think that it's important to know how you're, person receives information Mm because if you just come at them or I know if you come at me and be like you need to hit the gym and I'ma be like you need to kiss my ass. (laughs) Like don't don't come at me about my weight. You know what I'm saying? Like never
1: never talk about a woman's weight. (laughs) I say this this from a personal standpoint. If I feel a certain way about you, it don't even matter how you look, I'm gonna still be into you and Mm -hmm. be personally. I like when we beat on bones. I don't know what it is. Maybe I went through certain experiences. No
0: cushion for the pushing.
3: <laughs> real, real. But,
0: but it and and then like if you know your woman was a certain weight prior to like say she had a baby or whatever. Like of course she may want to get back to that weight, but I would mm-hmm. definitely say talk to her about how she's feeling about herself, you know, and be an encouragement to her. Like, yeah. you no. Know, yeah, yeah. I can work out with you, you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe I can make a workout plan for you. You know, like... Work out with her.
3: her. Hmm?
0: Work out with her. Work out yeah, with her. Work out with her. Like, it's... I think it's ways that you can approach that without mm. being like, I ain't attracted no more or I think you need to get in the gym
1: because well,
0: it's, it's everything about how you say things to me.
1: It's right. Like,
0: say I get like sometimes we can all be brash or just be like, I just got to say how I feel and then maybe it don't come out the nicest. But in, in certain situations, like for me personally, you can't come at me sideways about my weight. Like that's a mm-hmm. delicate issue. So you need to, to come to me as, as humble as possible mm-hmm. and just be like, ask me how I feel about my weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how you been? Like, I know you used to be in the gym or, you know, but you haven't been. You know, what's going on? You know, like, have a conversation.
1: Well, how about this? You know, have that conversation and prepare her meals for her. If you care, yeah. about, her, if you care about her weight, make her breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do that.
0: And <laughs> Y'all make- heard that. Make her breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs>
1: Man, make sure you throw your bananas, strawberries, oranges, broccoli, celery, and carrots in there to make sure she's getting her healthy intake.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you care about your partner, you'll be willing to do that.
0: So, exactly.
1: Exactly what love means to you. Love mm-hmm. is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. Love seeks to understand. It does not boast. It does not brag. I think it's 1 Corinthians verse 13. That's yes, 1
0: Corinthians.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you
1: know, you're dealing with a human life here. This is not, you know, an object that you can control. And if you can't control, that means, you know, she's got some things she needs to answer herself about self-love.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think the first step to becoming whole in any capacity is to, to love yourself first.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: if you don't love yourself, you won't be open. To the concepts or the work that is required to be whole
1: it takes a lot of work
0: cause you ain't just gonna wake up and be like oh I love myself today right you know what I'm saying it's, it's not that easy sometimes it takes more work yo we, we talking about body image right now mm-hmm. and I gotta tell for everybody
1: when it comes to your body image and you wanna practice self love get naked stand in front of a mirror and tell yourself everything you love about yourself
3: Hmm.
1: Everything from the head, eyebrows, teeth, nose, elbows, shoulders, knees, toes. Tell yourself everything that you love know about yourself. And it's going to show.
2: Yeah.
1: Real. Sleeping naked may also help you, too. Sleeping naked, you wake up, the first thing that you see is the natural you. That's also a big deal with body comfort.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, one last thing before we wrap this up. Um, mm. I know one of the things we talked about previously, you mentioned that one of the other ways that you were allowed to become sexually whole was you began dating the women that were for you. So, what exactly does that mean?
1: That's a loaded question because I'm still learning about myself. hmm But... Just to give you a gist, right? As if when I meet you, I have to really read your energy, Mm -hmm. get a sense of who you are. Humility is a big thing to me. Uh, Kindness is very important. Being, seeking to understand, right? Mm -hmm. Those are some very important things. And what are you doing with your life? Yeah. And your circle of friends. Your circle of friends says a lot about you. If I come around your friends and they full of drama, gossip, some type of just negative vibe. I'm not feeling that, <laughs> you know what I mean? When I come around, friends, they're polite, respectful, you know, they not trying to drive up no drama and they are not really judging, you know, they just some cool, mellow people. I'm looking at that too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And <clears throat> as far as like being excited, that's just a personal choice of mine. You know, I choose whether or not I'm going to be excited. I love is a choice. You know, I choose whether or not mm-hmm. I'm going to love you. But I'm just looking for somebody who can basically be my equal. Now I can be the equal to her. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds general, but that's just what it is. And mm-hmm. race does not matter. For mm-hmm. the record, I prefer a black woman. However, I am open. Because if I come across a Kamala Harris, you <laughs> <best laughs> believe. I'm not missing that bold. <laughs> <laughs> you best you got to be
3: what? <laughs> she
1: headed where all. Oh. Let's go. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um <laughs> you know, as as much as people wanna say, and and I've said it before, it's not all about looks. It's, no. it's definitely not all about looks. You know, a lot of things tie into what makes you attracted to a person. Um, I will say personally, I have dated some people that have not been the cutest, but maybe they were funny or maybe they were able to have really good conversations. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's what attracted me to that person. Um So I would definitely say look for what's inside of somebody versus just the physical appearance. Now, Uh I will say, no, I'm not going to date no, no, no big guy, no super big guy. You know what I'm saying? I I prefer my friends laugh at me because I'd be like, I take skinny over fat any day. Mm. You know, and my one friend, she's like, uh uh-uh, I need them with some meat on their bones, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I take I take meat on the bone too. But, you know, if, if I had to choose like what my preference is, I would take skinny over big any day. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But say I do meet a big dude and he treat me well and he have good conversation and, you know, all of these type of things, I would be open to him.
3: Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. We all have our preferences out here in this world. Mm-hmm. And nobody's wrong for anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's wrong, you know, but but the heart really matters, though. Yeah. Really. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I definitely say um, do the work, you know, take some, take time to self-evaluate,
2: mm-hmm. learn
0: what it is that you like, you know, and when you hear other people tell you the things that they into, don't shun them because right. that's that's what they like. You know what I'm saying? And if you know that's not something that you can get with, then maybe that's a red flag for you. And that is the time for you to be like, I don't think this is for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, don't, what I will say is, these are conversations to to kind of have upfront, like no, maybe the first two dates two three dates you don't want to talk about sex but i mean if you had sex on the first date then maybe this is a date two conversation (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying but um you know i think these are conversations to have in the beginning that way you're not wasting people's time you know if you know that's not something you into and you know that's not something you could possibly be open to like maybe that's the time where you'd be like okay i need to cut this off Mm. make
1: those wise decisions you know hmm be able to communicate with your partner exactly how you feel mm mm-hmm. exactly. don't you know i'm not the type that's gonna hold something back <laughs> like i'll just let you know straight up
2: yeah
0: so I'll, you got I'll, any final words that you want to give
1: uh to all the young men out there <clears throat> put down pornography if you feel like you have a problem with pornography seek help there's online forums like reddit's nofap you can seek counseling Do your best to practice what's called semen retention. Every time you ejaculate, you're releasing your masculine energy. And when you release your masculine energy on pornography, you're pretty much training your heart, body, mind, and penis to respond to something that's fake. Also with pornography, you may start objectifying women, and that's something that you don't wanna do. Stop rape culture stop objectifying women on a sexual level, and you go see your relationships do much, much better. I will say for me, uh, since about three, four years ago, I stopped dating where I worked, and my relationships with women have skyrocketed.
0: Don't shit where you lay your head, people.
1: Never get your money where you get your honey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not universally true, but for most men, you go see your career go skyrocket. You know, you don't want to hurt yourself and your career trying to do business with a woman that you're trying to take to her hotel room or whatnot. If something foul happens, now you hurt your reputation. Now you to hurt your name. Only thing you got in this world is your name. So, separate the business from dating. Handle your business, and then a nice woman will come along.
3: For real.
0: I think that that last tidbit was definitely some good information. I think the, you know, maybe taking a a step back from porn is important because um, some of that stuff is not realistic, you know, and I think that's something to consider, especially when you are dating. A lot of men like to say, I want a, a wholesome woman or whatever the case may be. You know, you say you want a freak. In the, in the sheets, but, you know, a lady in the streets or whatever. That's all well and cool, but I don't think you should expect women to do some of the things that you see in porn. Like I said, have the conversation. You never know. She might be into that. She might not. But, you know, have the conversation. You know, don't put unrealistic expectations on people. And I really think that if you drop those pornography ex- expectations, you could have maybe a better sexual life or be happier or more fulfilled sexually when you not expecting bang, 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 bang to to, to make her feel good. You right. know what I'm saying? Like that may, cause you done trained yourself for that to feel good, but maybe that don't make her feel good. Right. So, you know, I, I think stop giving so much into pornography, right. you know, is,
1: is key. Be your best self. For real. I know we're in quarantine right now in 2020 and people are alone and they might feel alone and um, they might see porn as their only outlet, right? Because it's all they know.
3: Mm-hmm. There's
1: different things you can do. Uh, there's sexual meditation. Lay down just like you meditating but you can just think of just positive sexual experiences that you had. Um, you can also try different uh, techniques such as contacting your peace spot which is actually self soothing from the inside of your body. I know we live in the Western world and you know, masculinity is like, i would never try to do that because it's up the anus or whatnot, but contacting the peace body is actually healthy for you because it, for one, it soothes the body and it helps reduce the risk of colon cancer. So that's a very interesting fact. Also having a journal, write down your thoughts. You might even have to write down your thoughts on Facebook. Just to get it out of because we have a certain sexual energy right and we all need sexual outlets so you may have to just talk about your thoughts on facebook and just reach out to it and put it out there for everybody to see but you know it's a social media platform be aware that somebody's watching so you got to watch your language and all that but there's more ways to sexually express yourself than through pornography and masturbation and just keeping it 100.
0: yep So I want to thank you for coming on this show today, Darren. It was definitely very enlightening. Um, I definitely hope that people got some takeaways from this. Uh, You want to just let people know where they can follow you at on social media?
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. I heard that one. Um, Facebook, I'm a lot more private. But hey, you know what? If you see me around or out there, I'm open to having a conversation with you ask me anything, just want to ask, you know, open, uh, helping people out, you know, each one, teach one out here with sexual wisdom. For real.
0: Okay. So I'll definitely add his, uh, Instagram in the show notes. So, you know, if you want to get more of his thoughts on being sexually whole, you know, go ahead, follow him. He definitely put some good information out there. Um, as always, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Key King with Coco. Um, I have my website, Key with Coco Podcast.com. You know, I have my I'm Black 258 t shirts, which will actually be going on sale. You know, it's the holidays, so it's gonna be a lot Cop-boy. of sales.
1: Huh? It seems like it makes a nice gift for somebody, fellas. Quink, quink. <laughs>
0: And so, my birthday is this coming up Thursday, so it will be 33% off for my birthday sale since I'm turning 30 here. Yes, Scorpio. <laughs> um, so, go ahead, get you a t-shirt, get, get somebody a gift for the holidays. You know what I'm saying? There will be a Black Friday sale, a Cyber Monday sale, so be on the lookout for those. Copy a t shirt, get your holiday gifts out the way. It's gonna be inexpensive. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna break the bank. So go ahead, copy one of those. And then if you guys have any questions that maybe you want some advice on, so I do have an Ask Coco seg- segment um i get letters here and there people asking questions but you know if you have a question and you want to some type of response you know go ahead write me or you can dm me on instagram you can email me at keycan with coco pie at gmail.com and of course if you go on my website you can contact me there and it will come to my email so as always i appreciate you guys for tuning in so until next time, bye. Peace.